so as we are shifting into the fall, which being in Dallas, we don't really feel yet <laughs> like we're shifting into anything but less heat, which of course we're all thankful for. We start to see all of these signs of change. And often in the, uh, well, not often, always in the Buddhist tradition where a lot of, where these mindfulness teachings come from, they talk about impermanence. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit today, but I'm not going to use the word impermanence because it's kind of big and clunky and a little bit academic. <laughs> so I'll just say change. It's the same thing. I've been really struck by the change, um, literally, because for, for the men in the room, sorry, they're going through menopause. <laughs> men go through a similar thing, actually, that we, nobody ever talks about, and I've only recently learned, learned about, and um, andropause, they call it. But as, you know, in a, in a more general sense, aging, Aging is the greatest teacher of impermanence, I think, that we have in an embodied way. And our experiences are always embodied, and it is about being embodied that bring us into the present and, and you know, allow for this sort of cultivation and expansion of mindfulness practice, being embodied in the present. We fight change, and we fight aging. I don't have to tell you that. You know that. but it can teach us so much. It teach us about our beliefs, about how we feel about our value, especially as women, as we age, we start to see that change, right? I, I remember um, in the last couple of years of, as I've, you know, things, body's really been changing, <laughs> saying to myself one day, oh my gosh, I didn't realize how vain I really was until I started to age. Because I was never particularly, you know, into all that kind of stuff. But the criticism, the disappointment, the frustration, all building around, you know, a glance in the mirror and something doesn't look the way it used to. Or, you know, my body can't bend like it used to. Or I can't, um, you know, do certain things the way I used to be able to. And it's been a very interesting teacher and one that I have not really wanted. The best lessons are. The best lessons are the lessons we fight because they, and they keep persisting because they have something very important to teach us. So we see this in our bodies. You know, when we're young, we don't notice it. We feel invincible. Like our bodies are made of rubber. We can do anything. And you know, as we reach adolescence and they begin to change and all of the changes that come along with that, the changes of if you, um, if you are a woman and ever have, you know, become pregnant, those changes are incredibly instructive, you know, in a, in a very, some people have really wonderful experiences with that, some don't. But every sort of, you know, year brings a new teaching from the body, a new instruction in 
being present and acceptance, especially acceptance. And acceptance can be very, very difficult when it comes to um, the body because we aren't taught to accept our bodies. And I think this is really spilling over. I see this spilling over so much more into men than it ever used to be with billboards up all over the place about, you know, (laughs) male plastic surgery and, you know, all of, and I just think, oh, this is horrible now. It's spreading. But the lack of gratitude and lack of acceptance that we feel for our bodies, whether we're man or woman or non-binary, it's something we all deal with on some level, right? So how do we stop that, you know? It's so destructive. It's so painful. It diminishes us. It removes our power from us because we begin focusing on trying to make permanent what cannot be made permanent, trying to hold on to something to make it not change that which can only change, which creates so much pain and suffering within us. And there are fortunately, um, practices that help us move away from that mindset and into coming to more at peace with anything that changes, but I'm going to focus mostly on our attitudes towards our bodies in this talk. And we hear about it a lot to the point sometimes where we kind of roll our eyes like, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to, you know, and it's gratitude. And there have been many times I've been like, I'm not going to keep a gratitude journal. That's just one more to do for me. One more thing on my to-do list. I got enough on my to-do list. I can't add something else. And it creates this sort of tension that is not meant to exist when you're doing gratitude practice. But we can do gratitude in our meditation practice in a way that is nurturing and doesn't feel like one more obligation, one more thing we have to tick off our list. And if anybody has done a a loving kindness meditation, it's similar. Loving kindness meditation is much more process and there are many, there's books and books about how to do it and you know, the, the words that you use and the way you learn to do it and how we can develop it is much more developed. Not so much with gratitude, but there are some, and we customize, even with loving kindness, we customize these, um, these practices to fit our vocabulary, to fit what our body needs, to fit what our experiences. So it's very valuable in that way. So whenever we Um, present this, when I present this gratitude meditation to you today, know that this is a template of sorts, right? You can take out into your day, even as we're doing it, you can change some of the words to fit what you feel like apply better to you. And with mindfulness, uh, excuse me, with gratitude toward the body in particular, we are actually extending sort of positive phrases 
to our bodies in a very intentional way. And it may feel at first very unnatural. You may feel resistance to it. It may feel like you're being fake. Sometimes that can come across. And that is just all the habit of, of not doing it, right? Speaking to you. So know that when you, when you begin these practices that take you in a different direction than you're habitually used to, it may not feel right. You know, you might feel like, oh, this dress is too tight, <laughs> you know, and that's okay. Again, it's like going back to our mindfulness practice. When we recognize a feeling that comes up, we recognize a resistance, we recognize a thought, and we don't judge it. We try not to, or we notice that we're judging it, and then we stop. It's a similar uh, approach, right? Our intention is to cultivate gratitude for that which we have not been thankful for in the past. So especially if we have a difficult relationship with our bodies, it can feel, you know, uncomfortable to do a gratitude practice to the body. And that's okay. Just know it's okay and it's normal. And just still knowing the importance of cultivating that gratitude toward our bodies, how that can heal us, heal our relationships to our bodies toward a more loving direction. That's really the point to push you, kind of push you through that discomfort, not to deny the discomfort, but to keep going despite it. That makes sense. So this is a really important, this idea of how we change our attitude toward change, right? Not that we're going to deny the change, not that we're going to love the change, but just accept it and allow it to be there. And notice how we feel in relation to it and just become curious about that. You know, like, oh, when I extend gratitude toward my legs, I feel this going to sit with this for a little bit and see what happens. What does it tell me? It's really yourself talking to yourself. So let's go ahead and do a, a sit. And in this, we are going to incorporate a gratitude. Um, we're going to do a, a gratitude sitting. So I'm going to say a line and you can repeat that to yourself um, internally. And then we'll just continue through the, the meditation in this way. And as you do this, just, you know, sink down into your body and really become aware of how you're feeling as you say the words to yourself. And it, sometimes it can help to visualize these particular aspects of, uh, of the body that we'll be going through. Um, maybe visualize yourself looking at yourself in a mirror can be very helpful. And just watch what feelings come up, what emotions come up, what thoughts come up, and just let them come. And if it helps to say, I see you, 
to the thought or to whatever it is that comes up. I'm not going to engage you right now, but I see you there. It's okay. And then just move on, sitting with whatever comes up. So you are welcome to come into your sitting posture. You can have your eyes open or closed, whichever you prefer. If your eyes are open, just having a soft gaze a couple of feet in front of you. Begin by taking in three deep inhales and exhales at your own pace. And just allow your breath to come into its natural rhythm. Just bringing to mind a time when you felt a spontaneous upwelling of gratitude. Could be for a person, a sunset, something you did for another, something somebody did for yourself. Allow those feelings to connect right now in the present moment. Notice how they feel in your body. Where in your body you may feel them. Notice even if you have trouble connecting with those feelings. Thank you for the breath that nourishes every cell in my body. Thank you for the miracle 
of this body that despite whatever weakness or limitations serves and allows me the sense of wonder and the world. Thank you for the brain that coordinates all of the functions of this body without my even being aware of it. Thank you for the consciousness that allows me to perceive, feel, and be amazed. Thank you to the eyes that allow me to see the abounding beauty that surrounds me, colors and shapes, the face of the one I loved, I love. Thank you to the ears that enable me to hear birds singing, wind rustling in the leaves, words people say to me, and the laughter of children. Thank you to the sense of smell that allows me to enjoy the fragrance of flowers, the scent of fresh air, and my favorite food. Thank you to the mouth and tongue that enable me to taste the fruits of the earth, to enjoy a ripe peach or chocolate melting in my mouth. Thank you to the skin that protects me 
and yet allows me to touch and sense the world, feel warmth, coolness, softness, and the touch of a loved one. And thank you to the heart that beats faithfully its whole life from even before I am born. as we come into the final moments of the meditation. If it feels right for you, I invite you to place your hand on your chest over your heart, offering your heart gratitude, offering yourself gratitude for making time in your day to prioritize yourself, knowing that you are worthy of this attention and this time. poem is called I Wonder If You Know by Donna Ashworth. I wonder if you know the work your body has done today and every day, how much dis-ease it has fought off, how many times it could have failed but battled on, how many ways it could have broken but did not. I wonder if you know the work your body has done today and every day. And each day it has done this amazing job without your help, without your approval, your acceptance, or your kindness. Each day it has soldiered on, regardless of the constant stream of negativity pulsing its way from your brain to your cells not good enough, not attractive enough, not the right shape. Perhaps it's time to see your body for what it truly is, a mind-blowingly competent machine 
a vessel to get your soul to where it needs to be in this life, to let you live. I wonder if you know how much better you would be as a teen. I wonder. And when you're ready, you're welcome to open your eyes and come back into the room. <laughs>